0: Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of Man Vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing change management, the uh, high-level aspects of how change is managed in an organization. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. So, Sean, I thought uh, uh, this week that uh, we could talk about change management, and I know this one's uh, kind of near and dear to your heart, uh, but it should be near and dear to most everybody's heart because uh, uh, it's kind of the basis for how you, uh, how you make improvements and, and how you go about uh, changing your environment. So uh, change management, what, uh, what do you think are some of the areas we should touch
1: on? Yeah, I agree. Less uh, change management is is an important part of people's workday. Whether you are affected by by someone doing the change management, or you you're in charge of change management, and one reason I like this topic is we talk about improving our processes through you know the quality programs, things like that. Well, once you once you collect those metrics and you've got data and you know you know which way you want to go well how do you make that change and get everyone in the stream to follow suit right it's me to me that's 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 key that's the next that's the next key step is now you got to change the the culture and the operation of your employees that might have things in their head that you know this is the way they've done it forever and i'm too old to change you know old dog new tricks things like that but knowing that that could be some of your resistance. All right, let's talk about what are methods and and outcomes of a change management process.
0: Yeah, and I think that there's kind of two uh, discussion areas that when I think of change management, I kind of think of one one broad area being the kind of the strategic high level uh, change activities that uh, that you're laying out across the whole organization. And then I think of very specific changes being a, another area where you've you've defined a certain thing that needs to happen. You've defined a very specific process, and you're going after changing that. So I think there's a kind of this broad picture, and then I think there's this smaller, detailed picture that I think that uh, you know change management encompasses. I think it would be good for us to kind of have a. Um, A definition, I wrote down a definition for change management. This is kind of how the professionals uh, kind of define it and look at change management. It states that change management refers to any approach, so it can be any approach, uh, to transitioning individuals, teams, and organizations using methods intended to redirect the use of resources, business processes, budgets, and other models of operation that significantly reshape a company's organization. I think there's some key things in there. First of all, realizing that it's it's any approach. So, you know, we'll talk about some of the approaches here in a second. And it's also, like I was saying, it can be individual oriented, team oriented, or it can be organizational oriented. The broader the broader picture and then use of a methodology intended to, to redirect those resources. So I, I like this definition. It really defines it very clearly, and and kind of encompasses all the different
1: in different areas. Yeah, the definition is is something that you can pull from and then build off of your structure and and you know the message that goes to the folks that are part of the change management event. Yeah. So I think that the first thing we
0: probably ought to touch on is uh, you know, the different models that, that are out there. Some of the models are, that are out there are very broad in nature, high in scope and then there's other models that are very specific and detailed. Um, one of the models that I was looking at was uh, uh, the 8-step process uh, for leading change and it goes through the activities of Establishing a sense of urgency. So again, making sure that when you're going through and making change, you're establishing why you're making this change and getting people on board with it. Uh, Create a guiding coalition. Developing a vision and a strategy. Communicating the change vision. Empowering employees for broad-based actions. Generate short-term wins. Consolidate gains and produce more change, and then anchor new approaches to the culture. So that one right there, I would consider to be a very, very broad-based change model. Um, in that, I would utilize something like that if I was walking into an organization and I needed some sort of model for changing the whole organization. That would be my my guiding light for for doing that. What I just described. What
1: I just described there. Yeah, I would. I mean, not to argue with you or whatever, but I think no, you can ahead. pull it. You, you can pull it down into a uh, department or an area, sure, uh, with those same with those same you know steps in order to in order to quantify each area of change that you need to address. Right. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think
0: if you were so one of the others go to the other end of the bookend, so to speak. I think one of the more simplistic change models is the Plan, Do, Check, Act. Any of us that have been uh, involved in the LEAN uh, methodology knows that Plan, Do, Check, Act is one of the key tools for the, for the LEAN program. And I think the reason they like it is because it's very simple, very straightforward. Um, uh, now, with any of these models, you can almost group them into almost a circle that equates Mm -hmm. to the same process set of steps you know you're really getting into getting into a set of semantics you know when you talk about the plan process you are within that saying you know hey i'm trying to develop a vision and a strategy and i'm trying to uh uh come up with a plan and and a guide things like that so it kind of all starts to meld together they're just um they're just roadmaps for you know getting things done but i think it helps you make sure you don't forget
1: them what's important i think that's right. the key the keys right the keys on, on not forgetting certain steps now you can add to those steps you can rename them and i think you should it, in, in any organization you should take frameworks from a bunch of different people because that's that's really what all these like like you said they're all circular processes they have different names and and i think in an organization if you know, you want to have lasting change. You need to take the information from a bunch of different plans, pull it together, and, and and lay out what would work best for you. Because then it's then it's yours, and you can really move the people in that direction rather than rather than trying to take somebody else's plan and lay that over the top of your organization. Because then people don't buy in when when you try to you know, take a Band-Aid and cover the whole thing. So th- this is where I will probably disagree with you a little
0: bit. So, far away. Fire away. Um, so I agree with you to a point in that I think a good approach uh, for a company might be to use something like plan, do, check, and act because it is simple, but then maybe once they become more mature in the process, then think about, breaking it down or expanding it out a little bit to um, become more detailed. Because I think in the beginning, it's all so new to everybody. If you tried to formulate your, your own and develop something that was possibly complicated or convoluted, I think you might lose traction quickly as opposed to keeping it really simple at first, get some wins under your belt, and then start maybe exploding it apart. Just my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, no. I think your opinion is uh, is right, and, and I, I don't think it's a disagreement with me. I'm I'm along the same lines. Okay. What what I was saying is when when you do it, you know your own way by taking information from as many resources as you could get. Um, what I'm saying is the hard part is in planning and setting that vision. Okay? Right. So the 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 leaders the leaders of the organization want to be someplace different than they are now. So the key is laying out that plan and then communicating what the what the process is to get there not necessarily the the exact steps for everyone to get to get there but at least the process that we are here we want to get there these are the tools that we want to use to get there now maybe okay i can see i can see the way i'm describing that that might be from the higher level it might not be setting up the the receiving area the receiving area with that much autonomy, right? If if you, if you've got, if you've got a person in the receiving area of parts and, and they're managing the parts and and maybe shipping and receiving or something like that. Um, yeah, laying out, laying out and just calling a plan to check act for that person to, to run tasks. That is, that is a methodology and it's a simple methodology. Um, I would want, Yeah, to definitely build not only that person, but the other areas that are looking at what you're doing there into a culture of this is process improvement and change management. It was a mess before, and it's going to not be a mess ever again. Right. That's that's the the ultimate goal. And 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 this one, maybe I'm I'm formulating what I'm doing in my own office now. There's there's, um, work to be done just in that area. And uh, setting that up as the example on how to how to change the way we do things now is being formulated.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I think that um, um, I think the answer is somewhere in between. I think you do have to consider the level of your audience in the environment. I think that is a key part of this another another model that i found so listen to this one because i think it lands somewhere in the middle uh this model states that you need to determine the need for change prepare and plan for change implement the change and sustain the change so you know if you listen to that one it it almost to me is like you're just kind of pulling bits and pieces out of both those other two models and 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 putting it in there, and it's still kind of this high-level, you know, statement, but yet uses some of the Plan, Do, Check, Act. You know, I think the other famous one that we need to uh, bring up is the Six Sigma uh, model for change, which is the Define, Measure, Analyze, Improve, and Control. Now, I think with that model, the reason I wouldn't use that model right off the bat uh, is just because you've got so much statistical and so many tools that are involved in it. I think that that one is one that you've got to grow into. Um, you've got to uh, make sure you're putting it in the right place at the right time because it's it's an expensive process in that it doesn't necessarily match the lean environment uh, for change. You know, so I think that that's something that you've got to be aware of is is how much time and money and resources are you willing to put into certain things, certain process. Uh, activities are worth it other processes need just something a little more simple you know so so i think i, I think understanding your toolbox this you, we get into the scenario of we, and we've talked about this before understanding your toolbox and which one to choose from there's nothing wrong with using plan do check act at one point and then using something a little bit more complicated on a more complicated process mm-hmm.
1: i you're right the tools in the toolbox are you know, at your disposal to use um, the the key areas there, though planning and then communicating how to use those how to use those tools. Yeah, that's where that's where you're going to get the base bank for your book to make sure that people understand what the outcome has to be and what tools are available to achieve that outcome. So, in change management, one
0: of the key things that uh, uh, has to be done is choosing which changes uh, to tackle or to implement. What uh, what kind of suggestions do you have for making sure you're going after the right things? Because obviously, you know, and, and this I think is one of leadership's problems is they'll often sometimes come back and say, well, just fix it all. You know, I want it all fixed. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do that.
1: You can't uh, chase everything down. I mean, you, yeah, you've got your day job, your regular you know, activities that you come to work eight hours a day, but then, you know, how do you improve over and above getting the job done in a, in a process that might not work, so right. So, it's just process improvement. People inherently think, "Oh, that's that's more work." Well, what do you do? What do you go after first? I think we could bounce off of our last podcast and talk about the metrics that you you gathered. When there is an issue, you do metrics, and then and then you understand what the outcome is of those activities based on your metrics. So, right. Um, I would say one of the one of the first. Areas or or an area that you can look at is whatever you've been focusing your metrics on.
0: Oh, good point to make. It. Yeah, change, so I think that right? that uh, that kind of goes in the grouping really of that goes in kind of the grouping of understanding your goals
1: and your strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, would it be nice if it really if it really did if everybody always went back? to that strategy and the goal. That's where I I think leadership is so much more important to actually getting things done than people give the leaders in their company credit for. Sure. Um, If you have a good leader and they stay on the message and they show that the activities that that you are asked to do always feed back up into achieving that goal, then I think you gain so much more credibility. And that's – to me, that's how you change the culture and how you manage the change of processes to support the goals. If you have, you know, consistent follow through, right. consistent messaging, yeah. And,
0: me, so that's and I and, and I think that's definitely uh, I think that's definitely key is uh, you know focusing on your goals and strategies. I know that there's uh, been one tool in the past that uh, you know you and I have both been introduced to, and that's the. Uh, you know, the 40X program, uh, which the whole point of that program is mm-hmm. that you are trying to align yourself and your organization with some sort of consistent goal, you know, um, and I think that that, that program has some merit to it, you know, that, uh, you're trying to create some accountability and you're trying to create a, an alignment of all the, the cells in the organization, getting them all pointed the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, trying to you know we ought, we know that a a body heals itself when all the cells are pointing in the right direction and working together. You know, <laughs> a little bit of medical analogy there. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I, you know, being an engineer, I've got a magnet. I've got a magnet. There you in, go. In, in all the uh, magnet electrons. The electrons pointing in the right direction. Yeah, use the magnetic so, al- analogy. You're right, but you but you can't do that by just saying, "Hey, people, go get it done." You have no, to do you can't. Leadership, yeah, right, not at all. So having having the cells having the cells heal themselves, as you put it, um, basically what that what that comes from in this forty x pro- program is the one ultimate goal, and then what are the individual parts in the individual groups that can support that goal? And going back to my favorite topic is is leading indicators by looking at and measuring the leading indicators. You have a better chance of doing things that will change the needle, as we say, to have the output what you want, All and right. then that's supposed to become okay. So this this topic is is on change management. We don't want to just have have um, an action reaction, okay? So change management is lasting. So action reaction is hey, you know, you know, just go do this every time I I hit the bell, you salivate, you know, that, that's what those psychologists like did 100 years ago. What we want is these new actions to become standard actions. What we want to have is is the change take hold so that the process is improved and we can look forward to improving some other process or some other area of the organization.
0: So, um, One of the uh, pieces of information I thought we should cover was what are the factors of a successful change management? I think that that's kind of key to making sure that you've got something in place that will stay, like you're saying, you know, will be lasting. And I think part of that goes to uh, ensuring that you're developing your culture, your environment, um, but making sure you've got, you know, possibly a clear process in place that everybody would use as far as a man, as far as a change management tool but some of the things and, and I'll re, I'll read some of these off to you here and then we will touch on a few of them but some of the things this listed out was um, you need to define measurable stakeholder aims so that's kind of what we were talking about there a second ago is is making sure that we've got you know measurable uh, actions and activities um, monitor assumptions and risks I think that's uh, very important to uh, change management. This one is a big one. Ensuring that you have effective communication throughout all the various stakeholders. That is so key. I mean, uh, that probably should be, if this was numbered, that should probably be number one. (laughs)
1: Because, you know, communication is... I would even say... Go ahead. Tied in with the one before that. Yeah, tied in with the one before that to monitor... What did it say? Monitor um, assumptions your, and risks. Right, because you don't want you don't want the groups going off track, and and you know if you leave people on their own, then they will go off on one of two ways: one, their their, their favorite path, or two, the easiest path. Right. So you, you need to monitor that, and, and then what's the best way of monitoring is by straight and clear communication about. The project,
0: the task, the ultimate goal. So the next one they have listed here I think is also one that gets forgotten a lot or just gets left behind because it's usually at the end of the change management process, and that is devising an effective education and training program to ensure that everyone understands what you've just done from the change. Because I, I and I, I saw this a lot. I've seen this a lot in, in my past activities. You make a change – and then you just kind of push it out there and you assume, everyone assumes they know what to do, and there's no formal training process, there's no formal handoff process, there's no formal documentation. And I think that if those are lacking, you're at risk. I mean, they might pick it up, but you're at risk uh, for it not being taken you know, as it was meant to be taken. So I think, tr- I think that's a big one, education and training. Um, counter resistance from the employees. You've got to make sure that uh, part of that's involving the employees. You know, involving the stakeholders, um, aligning, making sure they align with a direction, uh, so that they know that, or that the change is not a surprise to them. You know, that they can go, oh, I know why they're doing that because our goal is this. You know, so you can do that by. You know, making sure that the you've got a stated clear goal.
1: hmm
0: Um the other one is uh, this one's kinda interesting. Uh provide personal counseling to alleviate any change related fears. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that one seems a little uh <laughs> um uh, what's the right word? A little uh, mm-hmm. touchy feely
1: to me. <laughs> touchy feely uh, oh, uh, choose your words your yours carefully. Yeah, I know. Uh, fears. I mean, I guess, I guess you know. That's back to you know how leadership interacts with the company, the group. Um, you know, if people do fear for their job or or fear some kind of um, uh, you know, chastising, isn't the right word, but uh, you know, if they if they if they fear making a mistake, then that's a bigger problem than just sure you know, change management to, to try to improve things no doubt so so yeah counseling on that's that, that sounds a little weird but I, I agree I agree with those those and I say those because I'm back on the training one and and I see how it happens where management and the organization does not put a whole lot of, of resources effort and money behind training yeah um, only because only because you have to question well where's the value add when you train so, how much of training is an investment in that person, so that they can, you know, run faster down the road? I guess I, I look at training as if I train you for four hours now, you will you will increase your productivity, your abilities by some percentage forever. So that's the way that's the way I look at it. But but the 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 here and now mentality of so many organizations do not want to invest in that training because then you lose productivity for those whatever, four hours, one day, or one week. See, what they're not thinking about by having that thought process,
0: they're not thinking about in the next week or month or year how unproductive that person is being by fumbling through the process or creating their own end and arounds because they didn't understand the process clearly. So those intangibles to some degree are are not being understood by them saying, well, hey, I don't want to waste, you know, my four hours of training them and clearly showing them what to do because I don't quite see the benefit, you know, over the next year of what it's going to do for them to understand the process clearly, which in, that's that's how it's, you know, playing out in my mind as to if you're not willing to make the investment, it basically says, I'm not worried about how the process is going to work when it's implemented. That to me equals
1: each other. Yeah, you know that's that's a good way of putting it because uh, that that goes to the buy-in, the understanding, and and the the importance that upper management puts on process improvement and change management. Right. If they don't, if if they can't see the benefit down the road.
0: The last one they had listed here was. So, uh, was uh, monitoring of the implementation and fine tuning as required. I think that that's a good one, also.
1: Um, well, you have to. You have to. If you if you do anything, you want to keep track of it and provide, you know, boundaries and help to push push the process back along track.
0: Right. So I think our our goal here with this particular session was that we were just trying to give kind of a very broad, very. Uh, a um, uh, stroked overview of of change management as a whole. Our intention was not to go into any of the details necessarily on, you know, all the different frameworks and stuff. We'll probably save individual ones for, you know, another day, another discussion. But I think just kind of giving a, a an overview and a um, a level of of importance of what change management is and what it's about. Uh, the different things that you can do with change management, and I think the importance of having a good structured change management process in place, no matter what framework you choose, have something and ensure that everybody understands what it is and use it constantly. I think that's the key that helps. That helps with again some of our other discussions of culture. Um, yes, so. absolutely. Why don't we go ahead and roll into our picks of the week. Um, I'll go ahead and go go first this time. I am picking shower boards. You say shower boards. Shower boards. He's got got a funny look on his face. Shower boards. So so, um, uh, those of us that are in process improvement and like to sketch on whiteboards understand how expensive whiteboards are. Uh, any a whiteboard of any size costs you quite a bit quite a bit of money and so I discovered here a year or two ago that Home Depot or any you know uh, home improvement place sells what's called a shower board which acts the surface of it acts just like a whiteboard and it works great so instead of spending a hundred to two hundred dollars on a whiteboard I spent $12 on a piece of shower board, and it does great, as you can see by my <laughs> whiteboard behind me, which nobody else can see, just Sean can see. <laughs> but I am a huge proponent of, uh, of shower boards, because uh, uh, if you enjoy uh, diagramming on a wall or visually writing your ideas, then... Uh, Shower board is the way to go, and you don't have to drop a bunch of money. So, wow. that, that's my yeah, pick that's, of the week.
1: That is pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah I just I just put in a big whiteboard, a magnetic whiteboard in the uh, in the shop for the schedule and everything like that. And uh, oh. it, was, it was a few hundred bucks. Yeah, that's
0: for sure. I'm telling you, this is this is the way to go. I sh- I wish I'd have brought that pick up earlier.
1: I know, me too. I would have saved the company money. <laughs> you would have. Yeah. So, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week, I'm um, kind of going off of the uh, the business rails here and I uh, ran across somebody that, that had never played Words with Friends before. How is so that possible? So, <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you like Scrabble and you, you know want to keep in communication with somebody, it's uh, an easy game of Words with Friends. It's an app that you can get on either your Android or, or iPhone. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's good to keep in touch. You can even communicate through through it with like a messaging system in it but uh, you know if you've never tried words with friends i highly recommend it it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and you can dream up all kinds of uh, words and you learn new words because you only have a certain amount of letters and you try to put them out there to get points and you'll you find new words by just mixing up letters my wife is a religious
0: player <laughs> she plays a lot <laughs> oh, yeah? so if you're looking for more uh, teammates she'll play you <laughs> yeah. she'll play anybody <laughs> So that's uh, all we have for this week. I hope you have enjoyed uh, this episode of Man Vs. Business. Thank you and have a good evening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man Vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit SigmaTree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.